You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Amazed at what I am I say what I think That the company stinks Yes, I'm a union man When we meet in the local hall I'll be voting with them all With a hell of a shout It's out, brothers, out And the rise of the company's fall Oh, you don't get me I'm part of the union You don't get me I think we're on. We're on. Good morning, listeners to 3CR. program on this balmy Thursday morning. How are you, Billy? I'm very well, thanks, Andy. Harris? Good, Andy. And young Johnny's on his way up to Ballarat to be tuning in. Yes, he is. I believe Simon, Big Simon's on his way in. And we've got a coffee here waiting for you, Simon. Sure. The Ballarat. Is there the GovHub there? Is the there, Gov a, Gov Is there yeah, a hospital no, going there or not? Uh, GovHub, there's yeah. GovHub up there. There's a couple of smaller jobs up there, and Johnny's going around uh, with, with his mate from the CFMU. His name does escape me at the moment, but uh, they formed a good relationship, and hand in hand going around, and it, it, that's what it's all about. So. Good on you, Johnny. Good on you, Johnny. Magnificent. Well, we're still in lockdown, but. Yeah. There's a lot at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, it hasn't stopped that, that uh, toilet paper every morning getting into, into Dan. Just continues to barrage and, the, you know, the abuse. and it's just it, It's ludicrous, mate. People tend to forget, all right, we, we dig stuff up with the, uh, the hotel quarantine, but, you know... <coughs> excuse me. But... Um, you know, there was a thing called the Ruby Princess, and it was about seven, eight hundred people that were infected. Went into Sydney, so they just swept that straight under the carpet. And uh, every disease-ridden animal in Australia has come from Victoria. So I'm pretty proud of that. So yeah, I the borders are closed, and I don't think it's to keep us out. I think it's to keep them out and keep us in. <laughs> so anyway, that's my opinion. Yeah, well, no, it is a. Trying times at the moment, but light at the end of the tunnel. I believe regional Victoria is opening up now, which is fantastic. And also for all the, the, the parents out there, the mothers and the fathers that are homeschooling, you, you all deserve a medal. But uh, I think that at the end of this week, we've got two weeks of school holidays. That'll be, that'll be testing. That, that'll be testing, <laughs> and then slowly. So sing out to all the the, the partners out there, yeah, and, and yeah. that'll be um, that'll be then slowly uh, opening back up the schools for term four, which is fantastic news. Yep. Well, I know one of my daughters; she's been at home with her four four children for probably nine weeks now. Mm. Wow. She she jumped in early, trying to do the right thing, and yep. And my wife hasn't seen the grandkids for a while, uh, so. But we'll 
And we never begrudge anyone from making a political statement, no matter what side of the fence you're on. And uh, on the way to work, there's someone put up a sign saying, give Dan the boot. And that was as I was driving into work. By the time I was driving back from work, you know, 10 hours later, someone had written, give Dan the pipe over the top of it. So I thought, good on him. That's all right. <laughs> Everyone can have a bit of fun with that. Fair enough. Um, the bull rogue, I mean, well, I don't know what he's supposed to do. There's, there's, as everybody said, there's no book on it. And he believes he's doing the right thing. And I mean... Damned if you do, damned if you don't. He, he doesn't play politics. He yep. hasn't shit-canned or lowered himself to anyone else that's been throwing that much mud at him at the moment. Sticks to his guns. He yep. sticks to it, doesn't yep. comment, and just says, this is... The advice I've been given, and this is the way we're going to follow it. Well, the numbers and are going down, aren't they, well, Terry? It's, it's proven it. Yep, yep. So, and I don't know what the opposition, they've said nothing. I mean, it's, it's all right blaming one state, but you've got a Prime Minister who could have uh, put in a, a plan and reiterated it to all of the uh, premiers that this was the way Australia was going to go. But like he done in the bushfires, he sat there, he shut his mouth, didn't say anything, that stupid smirk on his head and uh, didn't say bugger all just let all the states do it and when it turns to shit he turns around well you should have done this you should have done that it's not good enough etc 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 as a prime minister he should have stood up in my opinion stood up and, and made a stand and said this is what we are doing taking control of the situation right and not relying on international students to keep flying in when it was getting worse and worse and worse it's all about money it's all about money Right, so he, he's remiss in his duties, yeah. but you won't see that in the papers. But anyway, we'll all soldier on, and I'm well, sure Dan, yep. Dan will soldier on. Well, yep. there, we, we have been lucky, uh, and I know that the plumbers, especially the service trades, have been hit by this eight-week lockdown, yeah, more than, obviously, a lot of the structure trades, because uh, as the structures have kept on going, uh, a lot of our plumbers have been sitting at home, uh, a, a lot of them. And effectively, they're going to get back to work in a couple of weeks' time. And I was speaking to one um, one rep I've got, Jackie Sims, uh, who said that when um, when this pandemic started, the mechanical contractors were on level seven, and the structure was up to level nine. Well, uh, at this stage, it looks like the structure's up to level 22, and the mechanical contractors are still on level seven. So they're going to come back when when they come back to work. Yep, a lot they're of going to have. You know, a good 10, 12 stories in front of them. <coughs> yep. yep. So a double-edged sword when, when that happens, yep. you know, and if any of our contractors want to come in or any dispensation like that before we even think well, about it. Yeah. Well, I mean... We need everyone back. We need everyone back. We need everyone back before... Well, the thing is, um, well, it's only my opinion, I'm probably biased, but the plumber's uh, secretary got... I do believe, you know, the, the 25% should have been right across the board, and I can see the builders' ideology and getting the structure done, but gee, we've, we've had the shitty theatres with our blokes. The service trays, I know the Sparkies are in the same boat, but having minimal members on there, we've got a lot of blokes in the home, and, well, hopefully, you know, when our blokes... One thing I am worried about is that the builders, once it does open up, we get our people back and all the other trades, you're finishing trades in and I start screaming about your LDs, right? Well, that won't be happening, let me tell you. Yep. That won't be happening. We'll not be getting, our companies will not be getting punished for this pandemic and the builders chosen to get the structure done instead of the service fitters. Let's, let's get that clear.
So there you go. Now, Simon has text in on a brighter note, and he's catching up with Brother Long. Okay. So he couldn't pay the go to their off-to-wood job. I reckon it's just Simon's actually gone along. He's taking work out of having up the boot of his new car. It's taken him a while. I, I, I did hear that. <laughs> All the bells and whistles, that one. Yeah, he's got a brand new car and he just can't open the boot. Good on you, Longie. There's probably some sort of eight-digit code that you've got to press first before everything happens on that spaceship that he's driving. Yeah, but I anyhow. I think it's just an open button. You're pushing it, opens open. Open technique. Open and shut. There you go. He's struggling. He's getting time to give him the chop out anyway, so... But those two boys are doing a fantastic job out in the, 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 the southeast down there. They do pair up once or twice a week. Yeah, big area to cover too. It, it is, and yeah. they're killing it, and they've got it. They've got it well under control. Let me tell you that. There's not too many builders out there that uh, that um, you know you get let it. Nothing gets by those two blokes, and yep. it's it's well organised. That's that's what we love. Yeah, good job. keep it on me. So, I'm still catching me. So how are you going, Bill? How are you? Well, there's uh, a bit of work coming up, to be honest, Dan. I know it's, um, you know, we hear a bit of doom and gloom out there, but uh, forecasting ahead, there's a lot of jobs coming out of the ground. There's a nice uh, big one um, in Richmond, Richmond Quarter out there, with uh, Pacer doing that one. Um, we've got some good contractors out there with Dallas Air and Wilson's Plumbing and Fox Fire. So... Well, is that a shopping centre? Yeah, it's going to be uh, Coles also slash apartment. So I think I believe, don't quote me on this, but about four towers of apartments. And um, <coughs> hopefully that brings people back to Bridge Road. Yes, yes traditionally, traditionally all the rag trade and the clothes yeah. shops there, they've yeah. just been decimated with the Chadstons, the High Points, the yep. Northlands, the Westlands. Yeah. But all down Richmond and in Cremorne... Down there, there seems to be a fair bit of work going on. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's good to see you out there what's happening, you know, and these jobs are, you know, definitely, you know, they hit the ground running, you know what I mean? They're go, go, go straight away. So it's good, you know, it's, it, none of the jobs are coming to a standstill. Um, i also got another Hanson Youngkin job down there. Chad Oak are doing that one, Fox 4, and uh, Crofty are doing that one. And also, Kane's across the road have got an office block, and we've got Dowsett out there, yeah. Croft again, and Bayside Fire. I wonder if Kane's are still using the same plasters where they're giving them $14 an hour on that job, or whether that was fixed. Is it a government job? No, that one, no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, they, won't do that. they only do it on government jobs. Uh, well, uh, no, that's it. And a, a thing out to our CFMU brothers and sisters who have been doing a magnificent job reeling in, in the plaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when they announced it, uh, there was some scepticism, but they haven't taken no. a foot off the accelerator yeah, since, no. and, yeah. and they're making fantastic inroads. So it's, it's been a long time coming, but credit where credit's due. Uh, they have actual, you know, they've got around and they're doing it, and yep. doing a multi-fine job. So good oh, on them. Also out there, um, I've got a couple of jobs in Hawthorne coming up. With Value Simons, another big apartment complex out there. Um, Hayser doing another one as well. Um, so there's a, there's a bit of work coming up. What, what about the Skipping Girl? Skipping Girl is more or less coming to an end at, at this stage, probably end of the year, I'd say. So they've done a pretty good job out there. Um, Rival area out there. Well, that, that, that's been episode, yeah, yeah, it has. It's gone pretty smooth, to be honest, um, from our perspective. Just because we've had it, the unions have all had definitely, jobs. Definitely, definitely, and you're... You helped the builder along in the companies, yep, yep. So, 
not too many hiccups out there, but um, yeah, there's uh, a bit of Adrian Campbell got his knee fixed. Yes, he, you know, I actually tried calling him the other day, actually. Yeah. But uh, he hasn't got back to me yet, but he's definitely had a... Yeah, good. A knee replacement. Hopefully that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's come good. Better for him. Cheerio out to Adrian out there, but um, no, no, definitely going all right. There's some rumours going around the industry as well that uh, Len Lease won the hospital out in the western yeah, suburbs. Yeah, Footscray Hospital, yes. Well, yeah. that's, that seems to be uh, to go ahead, but... No one's confirmed it, but... No one's confirmed it, and I've heard some snippets of who may have it of our subcontractors, but they're all denying it, so it's not let yet, not let yet. Not let, not let. Uh, that's all right, but we've got a fair idea, I mean... Again, these are the sort of jobs that we need to be greenlit and started if we're going to get our uh, state up and going again. You're right, you're right. Obviously, the, the, what's happened with the international students and, and the, is just... You know, that's going to put a big stopgap in our works because normally we do build the universities, we do build the uh, student accommodations that have been going up everywhere around Melbourne. Yeah, but the hospitals are very important. Uh, hospitals we need to keep going. So if we can get that both Heart Hospital and the Western Suburb Footscray Hospital going at the same time... Well, that's Hospital Hospitals going And, and Box Hill? Yeah, yep. I believe yep. there's one out in Shepparton? Uh, yes, yes. This is brilliant work yes, for our yes. contractors. Exactly. So, what a work in it for us. With, with that, Simon and I went past Team City yesterday. We went out to see one of their subcontractors about an OHS representative going to the, the Heart Hospital out there. And we went past that MC. Well, good Lord, do you want to see the size of that, John? Yeah, it looks like, like something out of a stall in the state. It, it, it looks does. like an iron wall. It does. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. brutalist. It's an amazing, uh, whatever it is, the most shopping centre, apartments, everything. Yep. But uh, I've been there a few times. A lot of times there with Simon, it's other organisers have. And you just see it on a grand level when you drive past from afar and you see the yeah. size of the bloody thing. And Susie was on there, our Susie, and uh, done, a, done a good job on that. Yep. But... Uh, our blokes, what they need to know, it's not... Well, everybody, I believe, needs to understand that when the industry does get back, even when it's in full swing, I don't believe we're as frantic as what it has been in the last five or six years. And I know when we're in our side meetings, Billy, you've been with me in Paris, and I know Billy Ramsey and the boys, when we've gone out and we've spoken to our members, we've always said, put your money away, because, you know, you put it away for a rainy day. That's right. Well, it ain't raining, it's bloody snowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So, At the moment. A lot of blokes have been out working non-stop, you know, for, for 10, 15 years, getting sad days and, you know, living the life of Riley with all the good money. Well, it's, it's the bad times to come, so, you know, and I don't gloat on that, but... And I'm not going to say I told you so, but... It's you know, a fact. It's a fact. Start living within your means. Yeah. The work is just not the, it's not the union's fault. It's, it's not... It's just the world we live in. It was always... The bubble was always going to burst. Well, it's a cycle, isn't it, Ian? It is. You know? But there is good news. As we said, we've got these bigger jobs coming up. They'll be slow getting out. And, you know, blokes will keep working and they'll, they'll get jobs that just won't be as frantic and it won't be as much overtime, I don't believe. I could be wrong. Yep. Uh, you know... You know, once these, these hospitals do start getting up and running, by well, that time, I believe the stations will be getting very close, so we're going to need members in there. Uh, you know, there's still other shopping centres out in the suburbs. Here prison, prison as well. The prison, we've got the two prisons, they're going slow. Yeah, probably deliberately by John Owens, but they're going slow. Uh, they'll suck up a lot of our members. They will, yes. All right, well, I think this uh, track is, says, it uh, says it all. So, Gab's away you go. 
Mannix, you mongrel, get back to work. Yes, Mr. Thompson. Say, so look, how much have I won? Mr. Thompson? Guess what? This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. 
we've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. You know, there's people, like you said, have been on casual for seven years. Well, it's supposed to be casual employment. People want full-time jobs. They don't want to be sitting there casual, not knowing they're going to get any any days, any leave or whatsoever. Especially, you look at all the casuals in the, our industry at the moment, they're sitting home. You know, people want full-time employment and they, sh- they should be entitled to That's full-time right. employment. And look at all the people who were used and abused as casuals in the aged care sector and all the problems that are facing people now and all the deaths that are following. And the meatworks, a lot of that's casuals, labour hire, you know, we've got blokes travelling around, you know. We want full-time positions and, you know, that's... And people want it. We want to be full-time employed. You want them to have your Christmas holidays. You want to have time with your family. But when you're a casual, you get none of that. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855am on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. Come on. All right. Magnificent. What a track. Patrick's got things like some memories with me long blonde hair at the discos on a Saturday night after footy. Uncanny X-Men? Yep. Access to it, 
Only then, once that happens for a week... Yep, seven days. Seven days, then it can be voted on. So the longer this is left up in the open, the, the, it delays the voting period um, uh, even longer. Yep. Okay, so, but we'll be in contact with everyone to make sure that those rep rights have gone out. Very good. And along with the new EBA, wage increase. A wage increase, definitely. Which we all need. It's been hard, and Patty and Paul and the organisation have been doing um, a lot of negotiating. We, we actually had a discussion with the fire contractors yesterday, which um, went all right. Uh, they've got some local claims in which we're disputing, and uh, if we have to, uh, you know, do what we've got to do, well, we, we will do that. Um, not one, but what some of these companies have they've had a good run for the last few years. They've made a lot of money. Uh, and we're starting to use this pandemic as an excuse not to pass on the increases to our members. Uh, and what they want to obliterate out of the agreement, some of the clauses, is, is, it's mind-boggling. I don't know where they got their advice or the inclination that sprinkler fitters can be second-rate plumbers. Uh, but that won't be happening. Not going to happen. And uh, I, I must say we've had quite a few companies who are quite willing to uh, sign the agreement as it is. And we've even had a few interstate boys uh, quite happy to sign an agreement. So if they're willing to sign an agreement and pay the appropriate rates, uh, we'll be pushing those blokes in, in, into areas where maybe some of the traditional companies think they belong. So it all comes down to who's going to sign and who's not. So it's a decision they have to make, a business decision. We understand that, but uh, we, we represent not half a dozen sprinkler fitters or, or 20 or 30 or 60, but uh, 2,000 sprinkler fitters across the industry. So the majority rules, and uh, that's the way it will go. And there's long-standing traditions in the sprinkler industry that have been there long before I started, back in 1979. And uh, I've got no no wish at all to, to disintegrate what, what's been well, put in place for a Well, there's time. always um, people out there to try to exploit the situation, Ant. And now as the pandemic has come, you know what I mean, and well, they're looking for opportunity to, to try to water down a few things. But in saying it, you know, we've worked through a lot of this. And, you know, and um, the boys are entitled to it. That's what we believe. We think it's fair. And, you know, and, and the, bo the boys will get what they deserve in the end, you know, as long and, as they stick together. And, and so what I will say about that is to some of the contractors, I mean, to throw in our face at your members, your, your blokes are quite happy to, to do certain things. They said, yeah, well, that, that started back in the late 90s, early 2000s. In, in other states, in New South Wales and in Queensland. And now there's a culture of subcontracting in those states, which the union is, is tidying up and bringing it back to, to uh, working on wages. So in saying that, some people have come from interstate to try to reinvent the world down in Victoria. You've all got rocks in your head, champ. Uh, we'll be sticking to what we know best. And uh, we've always been ahead in, in Victoria of unionism, and we, we wish to stay that way. Now, I just want to do a cheerio to our good mate uh, Alex McBick from the CFMU, good steward that always looks after the plumbers, just like he looks after his own members, who had a bit of an altercation on the, over the weekend. The poor bloke who's working at the uh, Elizabeth Street job. Um, walked, thought he'd do the right thing for all the boys. It was smoko time. They'd all been working pretty hard. So he said, I'll go down to the Queen Vic market and get you all those Spanish donuts. 
So he went down there, he's standing in line, minding his own business for the Spanish donuts, and that uh, protest walked past, and obviously Alex is a big bloke, so he stands out, and <laughs> they, the, the cops come, all the right cops come, and they, 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 they barreled him up. Oh, he, no. he, he reckons he was getting barreled by about 10 of them were on him, and all he was trying to do was save was about eight bags of Spanish donuts he had for the side crew. So anyhow, good on you, Alex. They, they, they actually they gave him a fine. Find him sixteen hundred bucks or something for buying donuts. For buying donuts. For buying so donuts. I think he threw that fine right back at him, and I, but he, he kept the Spanish donut. So good on you, Alex. Yeah, good on you. Alex. Um, no doubt that'll that'll be taken right to yep. the the premier himself to say what you know. Don't don't go find now, right. blokes. Most expensive donuts Most I've expensive ever heard of. Most expensive donuts I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about civic liberties or whatever the term is. Well, you can't know. even buy a Spanish donut. Oh, we, we agree with the majority, but sometimes a little bit of common sense has got to come into play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, if you do bike standing with all this construction gear and buying donuts, does it look like a protester? Probably not. No. So, yeah, know. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wearing his gear too, you know. No, he would have had his mask on, no one else. He would, he, yeah, he would have had his mask full on. Compliant. Full compliant. Yeah. Buying donuts for the boys. Buying donuts. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, well... Wrong. Yeah. That's just, that would have happened to you, Andy. Yeah. It's just the wrong yeah. place at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I'm being so sympathetic. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. If it was going to happen, what is happening? Mate, if we want to do a whip round and pay the fine, we will happily, mate. Absolutely. Well, hopefully in two weeks' time, when we're back on the radio, that's it. We've got a few of our members back at work. I reckon that'll be a good thing. You know what I mean? So, time will tell, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I was googling last night. I mowed the lawns on the weekend. And uh, every night since then, when I've gotten home from work, a bloody dog has done its business <laughs> on my lawn. The same, and I reckon it's the same dog. Because every time I pick it up, it's the same colour, it's the same smell. I'm, I'm, I'm forensically looking at it. So I'm trying to get some cane pepper now or something, because i tell you what, I catch the owner doing this. A full bowl of water. Yeah, and just leave it there. Throw it on an empty bowl of coke, take all the thing that's clear, fill the water, throw it on the lawn, don't want to go near it. And just leave it. Hey. It might be a cat, Paris. No, it's not yeah, a cat. Probably, well, it could be a cat. It'll be the size of a circus lion. I'm telling you, I've seen, this, I've seen some cats out there. Golly. Anyhow, yep. any cheerios, Andy? Let's give a cheerio to the old curl dog and uh, Neil O'Brien. Yeah, hang in there, guys. Yep. I spoke to the, both of the boys the other day, and yep. they're, they're doing well in their retirement. Yep. What a time to go in retirement. Cody's done it all. He's having up in... Uh, he, he got out in time. Yep. It's almost like he had a mirror ball. Yeah. But no, we'll, we'll look forward to catching up with all of our old mates when, when this is over and when we can, all right? No, it's hard out there, boys, but chin up. And yeah, hang in there, fellas. It is going to get better. All right, hooroo. Take care. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.